W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. How are you? I am good, Carl. Uh, it's exciting to be back on Mutiny Radio as we are every Sunday. That's mutinyradio.fm. You can find it on the internet. You can stream it. I stream it on my podcast app. I have to. It's a .m3u file. Uh-huh. But I type it in, and I can listen to Mutiny Radio on the go. So uh, we're on the go every Sunday at 2 p.m. We follow what's really happening with Luke. I hope it was a good show, Luke. Uh, and we hope you are listening every Sunday with us. If you don't have time, follow our podcast by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl is also the mastermind behind our theme song, the mastermind behind research and the mastermind behind our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. It's the same podcast episode, but with the movie attached. What movie? Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. That's our what we do every week. Carl, what is the movie this week? This week, we will watch Wonderwall 1968. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Wonderwall. One word. One. I wonder why. It's Wonderwall. 1968. And the channel we like is Flick Vault. Oh, I like Fuck Vault. Oh, mm-hmm. no, it's capital L, capital I, Flick Vault. Flick yeah, Vault. Flick Vault. If you haven't subscribed to Flick Vault, subscribe to Flick Vault. It's, uh, <laughs> there's so much stuff on Flick Vault. And yeah. so we're very excited to find Wonder Wall. So go ahead, as Carl says, type in Wonder Wall 1968. Find the version. I found it after three from Film Vault. They're hosting it. Hit play, hit pause. No, click the link and then hit pause. There's no play button yet. When we say go, then you hit play. Now, that's a lot of information to digest. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. We want you to also donate to mutinyradio.fm. We have a Patreon page. We have a uh, Venmo page. And there's a third page, too. Whatever. Just send us some money at the mutinyradio.fm. You can even mail a check. Uh, they'll do it. No, don't mail a check. It's right. crazy. I mail do. It to it still Carol. hasn't been cashed. 
I sent yeah. our rent in. It still is not cashed. What was Don't that? Twenty nineteen. You still, guys, you still haven't cashed that check from twenty nineteen. It's gone. It's stale. Well, I guess we're unaccountable for October twenty nineteen. All right. <laughs> Well, all this great banter is going to be coming up shortly. We're also very excited because Carl is hosting a celebrity comedian countdown. Our countdown is going to be given by none other than a celebrity comedian. I have not heard this recording, but it's one of the many things producer Carl, producer Carl, Carl produces uh, here. Let's take it away, Carl, producer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with he how. Welcome, thank you. Keith. Oh, thank you, thank you. Now, <clears throat> my name is Carl, and I don't have a last name, but if I did, it would be Haupt, and that means that I'm your father. It's true, yeah. Now, I want to start out, you know what movie we're watching today, and that's the reason I asked you to be mm. on the podcast and do our countdown. Now, the Beatles broke up in 1970, right? Here we're sitting mm. in 2022, so that's 52 years ago, right? Long time. Yeah, so how is it you can be a Beatles fan and even a George Harrison fan? Well, I think it's really you. I grew up with you in my ear. You gave me, uh, I remember for one of my birthdays, you gave me a little red iPod and it had the majority of the Beatles music. Yeah, right. And that kind of started my kick. And, you know, it's modern day. There's there's uh, streaming app music. I have Apple Music. I have access to everyone's discography. It's very easy. Now, Apple Music is not the Beatles Apple. No, no, different Apple. <laughs> now, uh, there was, it wasn't Guitar Hero, it was the competitor, but they had the Beatles edition. It was the Beatles rock band. Yeah. Now, that also, it did help launch my Beatles. Yeah. The I thing is that, like, I, mania. if I had come to you boys and been like, hey, I love this band, I don't know, I think you would have rejected it, right? But I think you guys fell in love on your own with mm -hmm. this Guitar Hero game. Did I give you the flash drive after? It must, it must have been. It yeah. must have been after you. Yeah. So, so, so it was me. I put it in your, yeah. I mean, first you discovered it on your own with the game. And then, well, I, may, I don't know, maybe you like uh, put that in our pocket. Now, why George Harrison? I mean, there were, you know, John and Paul, uh, there are artists there, you know, George was the third wheel. John has problems, you know, Paul's, Paul's preppy of Blackbird, you know, <laughs> I think I just enjoyed George's music the most, it felt the most heartfelt, I kind of, mm -hmm. his spirituality is a lot, it's very interesting, and John and Paul and Ringo didn't really get into that as much as him. Right. He played sitar, you know, and, uh, yeah, they did follow the Maharishi, right, for a did. time. George latched on. Yeah. So, did, had, did you always like the sitar music, the Indian-sounding music? I do enjoy it. A lot. From the yeah. Beatles days? From, or? Yeah, from the Beatles. Okay, now, you got into uh, George Harrison's solo records, mm -hmm. and one of them was All Things Must Pass. One of his best. And that was a, a triple, triple album. Yeah, well, it was right after uh, the Beatles had broken up. He had a lot of songs that the Beatles wouldn't put on his album, so right. he's, he's tired of giving them to people. Bob Dylan and Jimi Hendrix so he made his own. Now you received from your girlfriend a present. It was the did, three. Yeah. Tell us about that. Uh, well, recently it was the 50th anniversary of uh, George Harrison's All Things Must Pass. So that really dates it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a triple 
what, triple albums, what you call it. So there's three vinyls, and it came with a poster and uh, a lot of uh, covers for the albums, and uh, the shirt came with it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it was a present from it was a present from my girlfriend. So I guess that shows how how much I like this George Harrison. But you oh, oh, but I had already owned it. <laughs> you already owned the record. Now, did you tell your girlfriend? No, no, I didn't. This is a good boyfriend right here. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you. You didn't go, oh, I already have this. Okay. Well, it, it benefit you as well. It's a, Now you got an album in your pocket. Yes, actually. So, therefore, my son gave it to me. And I've been spinning those tracks. The old one. Yeah, <laughs> not the new one, of course. I understand. Um, okay, so did you... You've seen this film in preparation for this... Did you like the um, the music? Music was it kind of outshined the movie. In the music opinion. outshined the movie. Yeah, well, it's it's not exactly traditional, but it's enjoyable. I think uh, I think his playing and learning in India was eventful. Mm -hmm. Now, Mike Spiegelman could not stand the music. Really, isn't he wrong? He is wrong. Okay, also, there were some things recorded in London with the Remio mm. 4, which was really Ringo and Eric Clapton, mm. and this stuff was the rock stuff, and I think that you appreciate one of those songs. Um, yeah, well, uh, what was it? Oh, it's uh, During the please. Skiing, right? During the Skiing, yeah, that I enjoyed that song a lot. It was uh, featured in a documentary on George Harrison, um, Living in the Material World. Right. Um, so that's where I was introduced to the song, and that was kind of in my head. And then I watched the movie, and I was like, hey, there it is. Yeah. So. And, and what about, you can hear the distinct Ringo style. Yeah, well, he's, instead of like this, he's like this. So you can hear, it's different. Because he's left-handed, but he's playing right-handed. Mm -hmm. And that, like, there's this weird lag. It's just <laughs> a little behind, but it's a microsecond, right? It really, it does add to it. Yeah. Okay, so also, um, you've seen the movie, and did you enjoy the movie itself? I did enjoy the movie. It is very old. Um, I guess that's kind of the point of the show, right? Uh, I did have a couple questions about it. Yeah, go ahead. Like the apples. I, I, I didn't understand. Yeah, okay, so in my research for the film, they made it very clear, the director made it very clear, there had nothing to do with Apple Records. It no. was just a coincidence. Did they make the movie before he made the soundtrack? Because they were going to get the, the Bee Gees, right? They were going to get the Bee Gees. Uh, I don't know, I don't... I don't know the order in which things happened. Of course, we do know all the dates, mm -hmm. so I could probably figure it out. But um, let's see. It was recorded in Bombay in January of 68, London in December oh. of 67. Yeah, that's when the Bee Gees dropped out, 67. Okay, so probably he did not have the music before. Okay. Uh, he he probably filmed it not knowing what he was going to get from George Harrison. One of the things he did not get from George Harrison was the one in which George Harrison sang. Yeah, like, uh, I guess George just didn't think he would have wanted lyrics on his right. On his it's a music soundtrack. But, I mean, the guy making the movie must have been pissed because this is a Beatle. Yeah, I don't know that, uh, well, Not like a missed opportunity. Yeah, missed opportunity. But he didn't miss the opportunity. 
director's cut. Right, the director's cut. So after Wonderwall popular after Oasis popularized the term Wonderwall because of mm -hmm. their song, he got the opportunity to make a director's cut, and uh, George found all of the old original tapes to remaster for the yeah, and this song came up and it ended up in there. Now there was also a song recorded. Um, what was it called? It's the B side of Lady Madonna. Inner Light. The Inner Light, right. It's a good one, right? Yeah. So I don't know why that didn't make it into the film, but it did make it into the B side of uh, Lady Madonna. So, so it's not. Okay, you had questions about the movie besides the apple. Um, it was a little confusing. The ending. Yeah. I, maybe it was just a, a directorial choice to mm -hmm. have the lady turn into stars or something. Yeah. Maybe it was just like a way to end the movie. Right. Um, I don't know that I should spoil it, although if people watch this show, oh, they know I spoil me. things all the time. Yeah, yeah. The movie kind of didn't end right, and I'm sure we're going to cover that during the podcast. The movie... I mean, he kind of he kind he doesn't he doesn't uh, he returns to his normal life. You would think after that experience, mm -hmm. something new would happen with him, you know. And no, um, I think I maybe I mentioned something here. I'm, I'm going blank. Uh, no, we talked about the ending, how it ended a little weird. We talked about the apple. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing was like it's a little creepy how he spied on them and broke yeah. in maybe that was just part of the it's surrealism it's not like a real story so i i can kind of understand it except that but the guy's a pervert mm -hmm. he's like wonderwall the name of the movie you see he stares through a hole in the wall at naked women. the majority of the movie is naked women uh well i mean isn't he seeing a photo sh photo shoots i mean isn't he yeah. Is, doesn't he represent the straight life? Mm -hmm. And then through the wall, he saw the hippie life, the psychedelic life. Something different. And kind of the, the awakening in the 60s. Right. I mean, he didn't do anything perverted on his side of the no. wall. He was just watching. He did see her in various states of undress. <laughs> but I don't think that his but primary... fell in love with the idea of different. Yeah, than more before. than he wasn't just creeping on a woman, right? He was creeping on the idea of of uh, yeah, I don't know, spirituality maybe. So, I don't know. It's different. Now something he, different, not regular. He saved her. He did. He saved her life. Scream. Well, yeah, very terribly, right? Very terribly. Very. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're gonna see this movie in a minute anyway, and. Uh, <laughs> That won't spoil the experience for you, even though no. you kind of know what's happening. It, this is just a, listen, I'll spoil movies all the time. By the way, in the end of Titanic, the <laughs> ship sinks. It goes down. Okay. Keith. Yes. Everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. That means they must press play at the exact same moment. And that is why you have been employed to be our celebrity Counter. Countdown. So how about you go ahead, Keith, and give us that celebrity countdown. All right, well, thanks for having me. Here we are. Three, two, one, go.
All right. Fuck vault. Vault. Fuck vault. Fuck vault. Ooh. Now that was a good celebrity comedian. Count. Oh, I have to say that was a terrific celebrity comedian. Who? Uh, I hope, I hope you guys even my son. Interesting. <laughs> All right. A hippie, right? This is 1968. Right. So British. What are we looking at. We are looking at life itself, Carl. No, it's uh, it's a smudge on the projector from 1968. <laughs> can I can I hit pause? Mute. Uh, no. No. Well, don't hit pause. Oh, you mean mute? Yeah. Go ahead if you want. Oh, I will. Okay, so. No, I mean, listen, uh, you mute whenever you want, but like there's some interesting music and there's some places where you're going to want to. Yo, just let me know. I'm I'm Johnny on the draw. I got my remote control here at the studio. I will be. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Okay, now there's some amoebas. That reminds me of a joke. These two amoebas were on a toilet seat, but one got pissed off. Ah. <laughs> That's really it. Could be anything. I I heard that joke as an ant. Oh, introducing the fool. Yeah, that's a Dutch collective. They did a lot of the art direction, the sets. They were always working for the Beatles. Like what? What would I recognize as a a fool? A, which one? What would you recognize as the yeah, fool collective's like, work? Um, yeah. Beatles wise, the inner sleeve for Sergeant Pepper. Designs oh. for the short-lived Apple Boutique in London's Baker Street. Um, the Apple Building itself. John Lennon's Rolls Royce and George Harrison's Mini Coopers. Which are both oh. iconic. They're crazy cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know the inner sleeve of Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. That's pretty. So this is probably their initial and maybe their only forte into a movie? I would doubt it. I, I didn't look them up that much. I just know... Decor, the title card, yeah, uh, the um, uh, set designing, a lot of this, the look of this feel, a look and feel of the apartment that we're going to be peering into uh, was all done by The Fool. And they even put Mae West and Greta Garbo on the wall. You'll see. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I do, do you feel like watching a movie, it's exciting to see, like, a set design, cool, a cool set design. Yeah, I mean, okay, this is what we're looking at. Right. This is Professor Oscar Collins. Now, why is he called the professor when he doesn't profess? He is working in a lab. But well, he, he has a desk job, you know why? Because he, he shot around off in class, and they uh, <laughs> they said, that's it. You're out of control, Professor. Give me Colin, your gun. You cannot just pop a cap in the ass of a t- kid here. You got you're gonna be working the desk for six weeks. <laughs> so Is all there... we're learning right now, I mean, this guy's doing his best Einstein impression. And he just came out of a movie called the it was by Roman Polanski called The Vampire Killers, in which he played this eccentric I... professor. That's so... the only Polanski movie I've seen twice. Like or three times. I've seen that movie like three. times it's 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 impeccable well 
Oh, okay. Yeah, it's good. It's like a pop. Do you recommend movie. I see it? Yeah. Do you like uh, Harvey Kurtzman cartoons and National Lamp and uh, Playboy magazine in the nineteen fifties? I Remember? guess. So. We're Do you like little Annie Fanny? Killers. Yeah, it has this like cool Playboy comic magazine, like okay, uh, you know, like style to it. I don't know. It's weird. It's very uh, pop culture. It's good. I'll put it in my queue. But yeah, but also he's a he's an awful person, and you should not support his art. Okay. There's other things you could watch. Take it off your queue. Wait, oh, wait. what? <laughs> no, no. This bitch made this for me. I'm going to uh, watch it. I don't care what he did. I, I will watch the movie only. All right. Yeah. That's the only movie I've really seen of his. Like, I've seen a couple other his films and I stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they mentioned in the credits, music is by George Harrison M. Uh, B.E. Did you notice that? He's the knighted by the queen. Do you have to put that in your movie credit? Like, if you get knighted by the queen, you have to say, It is pretty snooty. Okay, so all we've learned is he's an absent-minded professor. He had a to-do list, which included giving cheese to the mice. We're basically learning his routine as a... Dodgy. This is his root. Routine to leave every day. He checks the gauges. Uh-huh. I don't know. Why what does absent-minded mean? It means you're like forgetful. Real, I don't think so. Why not? I think it's a slur. I think it's saying like, you know, maybe this guy is there's something else going on and people we're just kind of putting them down. No, absent-minded literally means you're forgetful. Okay. And, and but the, why are always professors absent-minded? 
it was all popularized by Einstein. You see, Einstein was a genius, but yet he would do all these stupid fuck ups, you know, so he was the absent minded professor. And when he got big in the 50s, that would be like Albert Einstein, the absent minded professor. That's how that thing got <laughs> into our nomenclature, if that's the right word. Totally. Oh, I want an elevator like that. You go down in an elevator where you can't even fit in. Right, you could totally pinch your fingers in the sliding thing. Yeah, right. Oh, totally. Like, let's say, let's say you do stick your dick in there. Do you think it would probably? <laughs> and that's why they kicked me out of the building. <laughs> I don't blame them. I'd kick me out too. Okay, now this is a little funny. He opens his umbrella to get his key to the door. Well, he's quirky and he's a weirdo. And okay. we're about to enter an episode of Hoarders. Now, this is designed by the fool, his house. Uh, you know what? I'm not sure about that, Mike. Uh, I don't know that. Uh... Okay. No, it's all right. It's all right, just decorated and pre. Raphaelite gothic tones, kind of images of kings and queens in a fairy tale poem, most hidden behind piles of piles of papers. So, like dark green walls with Victorian murals. I don't think the fool did this side. Oh, whoa, that's very religious. He's praying. Um, It's supposed to contrast with like all the psychedelia next door, I guess. And uh, like he's the. Oh, now watch. This is like one of his absent minded professor moves, right? He's getting, he's relaxing his feet. Out. Yeah, man. But he left his socks on, you silly absent minded professor. Oh, I forgot to take my socks off on pouring boiling water <laughs> on my feet. <laughs> Why are my feet are not scolded? Oh, right, I have socks. <laughs> and it's Twinkle. sort of like, it's like womp, 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 you know. It's George Harrison, so it's like wah, 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 wah. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. So because he's a workaholic and a professor, he's looking at a microscope at home, but there's this racket next door. Uh huh. Like music racket or like a yeah. tennis racket. Go ahead, give it a listen. Okay. Oh shit, I'm not prepared. Do you think Genie would come out of the bottle by this point? <laughs> yeah, you've quit on it. You've quit. Yeah, on I guess I have. I have. Okay. I'm gonna be the most hated person. All right, you can quit on it. Listen, we'll listen to the real soundtrack for this film. Sure. Well, that's it. I told them. I knocked on the door, on the wall. 
Uh, right. Oh yeah. Uh huh. I love this music. You know, you just wow. Well, you know, I mean, that's uh, the word I was on the street. Oh no, that's backbeat. Backbeat. I, hate I wish that. you. Okay, so he's yeah. in frustration. He throws an alarm clock. And all he ends up doing is knocking over his nice butterflies. He also oh. learned how time flies. Right, that exactly. Time, yeah. Later, he will, like, making fun of the cleaning lady, referring to it as my time machine. But oh, he mocks at the cleaning lady? Later on, he will, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Oh, yes, he canceled, Mike? Oh, no, I don't know. I haven't seen this movie yet. <laughs> okay, so he is about to discover Camera Obscura. Camera from, Obscura? Coming from, you know what that is, right? You've heard of it? Yeah, I've, there's one in San Francisco, this famous Camera Obscura right mm-hmm. by the, the ocean, by the cliff house. Have and you been? Several times, yeah, man. It's fucking, so you walk it, you pay, they have a little booth right we get a yeah. ticket and it's right at the cliffs right it's at the cliff house and you mm-hmm. can hear the splash and you can see like there's a little seal mountain or what have you and you go inside and it's pitch dark except for some notes about the history of the camera obscura and you go in and there's a pinpoint on the on the roof right, right? everything's black except for this one white pin booth and then right below the pinpoint is this like i don't know like a contact lens like but big like a big ball yeah, like you, yeah. but there's no punch in it but what it does <laughs> is that you can see the reflection and so you can see the entire like uh, ocean outside right you know? and yeah they put it on the floor so that you doesn't appear to you upside down you see a camera obscura comes out upside down so that's why like um
sunny days, or rather the weather, weathered or not with the double zero, as a placeholder, to hold or to bother, though the finery of lines drawn up to be just and see, and will do, redo, statements of facts, on printed cards for the payment of self and addressed, stationery and a letter opener, see the qualms of the parallel it starts here, and always does, and as about, and the time settles it all, as the sediments, produced and felt, in either direction, we find the you and the you about, selfless, the calming coming of newity of annuity, from the past and up and the not yet seen or to be understood, yet always some and some more are and or and you may find that to in the kind time between non-failure, the errors about, all the time and time being, coupled as they are, as in coupler, the accountants measured in board, but just, as an analogue, to the analogue, representable like its seismic counterpart, and gentle enough, this voice brings you the conscious of consumer science and the epileptical centripetal non-forceries, to drop the question on the floor, and throw it into the mix for others to question in a defaulting state of discovery, the ground up helix is the reflection of air and sound, and you've reached the centre, if and only just to listen, this is aqua cue and a refrediment of texture on this the 17th of May, station 1. We bring you now, Radio Levin, that Monday the 5pm time slotted bodgery for wit to stick and ponder, just and real and time and again, coming up next, two and a half feet, written for the non-hospital in you, and your fellow to follow up stalk, as in the utter ludicrosity of measure, sized up and bite-sized, do also listen to the real timety of spatial quasinetry, awre.fm radio, on all the time, and spaced out bliss from station one to ground station. To reprisals of Radio 11, the 24-hour clock sees all measure of leisure to the episodical epistemologicals of non-sediment, we proceed now to the next, and for with and not without, join me now, Aqua Q. To right feet on backwards tackle nonsense in a sensical sensual causal relationship of worldly matters of materially frown testicular emotioning questions of checkery and balanced an even more set of throws into the early to be evening, if that was your time of night, and it was, not to stop bother or just that it was, slily changed and to the left again, patter as if that pattern was gently dipped into a spiky street of electrics whizzed by with the murmurs of hearts neatly tucked behind stereos while mild chatter of the news events of a day yet to come more was happening a world away, as it always was and thus reported into the airwaves if you were inclined or reclined to listen or let it flow into as the FM programming you choose to start your day. When the day becomes and turns away the night which you forget for the purposes of sanity, yet seek it again on a regular basis to maintain such a staticity of non-forgetfulness, only slightly to offset the ends of sanity again, and again, which oddly fits your design, or did and does by memory alone, as you may be in these moments as listening again, what is it that continues the forces of life inside any of us, or simultaneously all of us, and also what brings death and is that in sequence or altogether? Is death perhaps overworked these days, and should we feel sorrow for a job which ought not to return a lot of satisfaction to such a non-forced force of zeroing out, or is it a time of jubilee for the finals to be lifted and sorted or tossed around on sleds into a trucked city vehicle while their families ponder from far away if they'll see their child in the stars the very evening, or perhaps next week, 
and wait. It was a ghost town, this town outside of town, where the reported and seemingly dead arrived, in a bus, to a bar which nay served alcohol, at a time which was neither between day or night, and as it unloaded, the people on it, looked forward and around a bit, and didn't talk or offer each other a help of any kind, for that's what got them into this predicament. And it was a predicament, preceded by a non-behavior and thrown under, their arms like the pillow they brought to bed and perhaps still had, clinging on as some to the last bits of electrics which grounded them to this, the planet of their choosing, as delivered their lifetime ago by that hopped up beast of perhaps a stork, or shot out of a cannon as they now remembered, making their way towards a new challenge, delivered at that very hospital, or one near and far away from their hearts, which were no longer beating themselves up like the drummer they perhaps followed, or perhaps even made a sound in motion to start their own circle, and did. Well did, was the operative word here, and there was no operation. For some this was a relief and for others they'd hoped of a bit more fervor in their demise, instead of this old bus which was now pulling away to get some more. And the more company it brought, you'd think the mood would change, or that the party would start, and that life would begin again for these souls without narrow pair of sock on some, perhaps too rich to go poor on the streets they loved, or even not given the chance to go mad and rediscover a world of living before they unchoose to. Well, what had happened? Death was standing over, just there. But he had a sort of uniform on, not the usual one you'd expect, big black coat with cold black eyes you couldn't see. And he had a voice. Again, not the usual tonal somber one you'd see in film, but a quiet calm and directing voice, as he took out a map and motioned to a set of others on where this next lot was meant to settle. A settlement for the dead. On this planet? Or in it? There was a hole up ahead. Some people were already walking towards it. Perhaps that's where they were meant to go in such a malaise of non-reasoning, they reasoned with each other and some began to point. The men pointed back at them and motioned. There was a young man, or perhaps a young woman though likely it was a manning based on his pajamas he'd been comfortable up until a moment ago, or several, counting the Riga's route which the bus took on its way up here. Or was it down here? He pondered. The lights were still visible from where he stood, that way over there that warm city, and now this cold plot in plotted bit of land with a warmish hole. That was their reasoning. The man's name had to be reminded to himself at this moment, by the too soon pair of other uniformed men who approached him and called to his attention his new identification. It goes on your toe, sir, was a bit of laughter from the other. We tag him and bag him and you have made a grade up to the other level one said. Oh. It's just I was a stammering about to happen. He thought he'd get his bearings first, but time in this place was not a luxury as it was on the, and where am I? Level K, said the other. That's where we're taking you. Answers to his questions were not forthright and he decided he would walk along and discover what the men were up and about. They looked down at his feet and turned with each other and walked a bit in the direction our character was thinking of going in anyway. They all moved forward. One had a radio, and it twackered every 30 seconds or so. No audio and there was a solemn understanding between the men, who moved in their usual way and as if they had some regular duty here, and they did. To deliver this man to the level, as stated, K. A small door appeared lit only by the seam to show that there were electrics inside, and perhaps life he thought. 
I mean who would power the electrics, and perhaps there was heat. It was dimly cold and wet outside, and he'd hoped for perhaps a cocoa once they'd arrived at a resting spot. The door opened and a middle-aged woman motioned them in. Inside was just the couch, and a television which was not turned on, and he sat as was motioned to do so, and they left. He fiddled with the couch and sat for a bit, then decided to lay down and wait for something else to happen. His eyes closed. Closure, he thought to himself, as in close again, and now on a couch. He'd just left his bed, and how? Odd he couldn't remember. What about the night before? Still nothing. Though he recognized his own pajamas. They were a gift, for he'd never consider wearing clothes to bed until people started buying them at holidays. Birthday. His mind sprang a bit. Yeah, he remembered that. Well the word anyway, but forgot the date. Hum. He hummed to himself. The couch was comfortable still, and still, and as he was, was noticing the something-nothing around him was as familiar as his memory of forgetfulness. He was kind of enjoying the non-enjoying and hoped it would last for a while too, when a chime chimed. You're up popped in the young women, through a door which appeared only momentarily and lingered lit and hopeful for his arrival through it and onto something new and perhaps exciting. I wouldn't bet on it the young women held the door open still. Oh, what? Exciting, isn't it you'll think to yourself as you walk towards me and perhaps it will be, but I've never seen it her eyes bobbed a bit over his pajamas. He was noticing that everybody was noticing his pajamas including himself and he smiled now and turned up towards the lady and decided to make a change. James, he offered a glance over her in his hand to shake it if she was so undesirable to do so. Oh she shook his hand and her lips stilted towards a similar smile in a manner liking to him. Your new home is it? Last one left you behind? Well we've got you here and in the now she offered a bit more of herself as light conversation. Oh, well good, I mean. It's nice to. I mean. See. I mean look at you. Still human right? Aren't we? A bit more of that and we'll all be in to spring in no time she beamed a bit more here come along and listen. And put her arm around him as they both walked into the level while she let the door close behind them. There is more conversation through here, and there. And. Emotion there. The ideas are sorted throughout but I think you will find they're color-coded to your liking. At least I think so. The mats are for player playfulness, not resting, and the coffee pot is locked up, but I'll get you a cup if you'd like. Caffeine at this time of night though, I wouldn't recommend it, but some do. Just up ahead the hallways were opening and rooms became larger, with a twisty maze of passages broken off from left to center and they appeared to light up as he saw people walking around and through them, with some evidence of direction. Some were carrying notebooks and others simply appeared and disappeared in their gowns without shoes, of varying colors. Yes, I'd love a cup. It'll just get me started yet no. I mean it was a long. He'd forgotten about the bus. He'd forgotten about the door he'd remember this place, surely. And he looked over to her to see what she was about to say. Synaptic haptics the stated in plain technical language. It's the engine which runs this place. Thought up by thought itself. Kind of a miracle it works at all, and that's kind and to the point. You'll discover in a second and she handed him a coffee. It was black and sweet, and a bit artificial tasting, 
and he slept at it and it was warm and he kept the cup at his side and thought to speak. So what do you do here? I mean besides this he attempted a light bit of conversation he was sort of used to, in these types of situations which had now become rare enough. I bring the people who power the machine, and you're it. Would you like to know more? Because I would. We all would, and the last one just fired. Oh good there's still some in there, I thought I'd have to push you in the chute, but things seem to still be functioning. Shoot. Shoot. Oh that there. Well I wouldn't jump in there, it's frightening you'd have to push me. They both smiled. Yes, that's what I do, normally. But we have some time, would you like to take a walk? They did walk, around the outside, as it was in this place of interior. And occasionally they saw some people, and mostly it just hummed, and they talked. And she reminded him of some of the tools of coping he'd forgotten, and while he didn't need coping now, he thought he might, and might remember, and if anything it was that, and her smile and they carried on about the place, and, well about the place and what it was for and for whom and why indeed and however and so and so about who the guy was walking, and then about the drawings on the walls they were passing and the variety of colors which were always just on the sides of them as they passed through each space. Things were indeed warm at this moment, and he looked at her again, this time with familiarity and friendship, and was hopeful they could stay together for some time more, and that they'd discover this place and see it in the new light, and carry each other on in conversation and fluidity and that it would be good for the pair of them. If you'd like, was her verbal response to his nonverbal reckoning. It's more and more like yourself the more you put into it, you'll find that, and it'll find you, and bit more at a time while we're all comfortable, and that's the idea she smiled jokingly. The idea she repeated it's just that's the point of this place. Of you, the idea. Welcome to level K. We're off to a good start, I thought you might. And here we are. Fab. If you have any more, I'm keen to listen she listened. Hear that warble up ahead? That's you. We'd best keep be walking while it's still an idea and she took his hand, perhaps warmed by the coffee, but very likely by the idea of a place to have something, and hold it gently, and that wasn't the artificial sweetener talking. This place was a good idea, and he smiled to himself as gently as she touched his fingers, and carried himself up a bit with her, through the level. As it lit up and fired and the visuals became deeper and he even touched the walls sometimes and they glowed and he looked at her and she glowed, and it was pretty damn magical for this time of a lifetime to discover her in such a place, and so they flowed into it, and it flowed, and when they stopped, it still happened around them, and when then moved, there was a bit of zippiness, but it stayed with them. Well, we've reached 88 lines of code she stamped her feet gently as he just noticed her light shoes for the first time you know that's your little joke, and it's time for punch up punch tape light conversation. Here let's put on a bit of music. Thanks for the idea. The music came on and they smiled and continued on to walk and silently talk a bit, observing the synapses which fired in the vision which appeared on the walls, and it was fine and on and on they wanted to go. Which was a good start. I have a little joke too. He finally said out loud. Oh? You were fired. And he dove into her and kissed her everywhere at once illuminating the entire place with a spark which went off into every direction, just for a second, which seemed like the life and worth living for that instant and a lifetime, and instantaneously it was and is. 
That's just a little synaptic joke, he grinned at her. She was still lit up and look at her arms, throw back she grinned, and welcome to the happenings of haptics. You've made a great day egg drop butter stop drop up. That's funny coming from you. The next one's better. And it was, and was again, and again. And they fired each synapse they chose, and sparked with love at each quarter of an idea that made them look at each other, in their eyes, or eyes to any part that needed sparking, and they understood, for that was this place, and they continued and met each other and stayed themselves of course, and sometimes carried each other on in lighter conversation, or as they overheard the walls talking to them, and then they would suddenly smile and it would happen again. They banged on the brain walls just for the fun of it, and fell over as they were toppled about, and onto each other. And that made them laugh more and they rolled around and stayed here and there for a bit more each time, and sometimes they ran, if it was their choosing. And sometimes they posed and talked about the art which should be here and over there and sometimes they saved each other from a dull dream of underthinking, or over non-participating, and they had now and continued to begin, and know they had always been with each other, as electrics. And electrics didn't falter. Not here in this purity of space, and space gap they fired it, and fired it again, and rang a bell and kicked the walls and made it jump and they tuned an orchestral of sound, and it rang through the chambers and they found the corner of this place, and would create anything they wished for a time and time again, which they found with each and began too. And it was good. Dash. The preceded oracle audit modis are built and maintained for the inspirational inspired set of living juxtapositional elements which bring rocks to the ocean and women into fluffy places where cuddly was in fact, invented. Maintained with jester lews of material speculatory. We shine on the dark or believe it's for two and a half feet of tubing with the heat meant just for the now and now again, as needed. Take two. Aqua Q. A cold room square, squared by motion and turns. Dot. Provided to you, the music. Always on. Summoned where it is pronounced produced profound and found again, in briefs and briefly, under worn in and at and about. Dot. Just a hint, is what needed of the what is. Love. Dot. Flavored, of multiplied and for hours and hours and keyed up treasured playful and directed produced and acted out from within the opposites track and attract the each of each other, from mother of earth grounded and wired up to find. Dot. You and far to given to like a well, well off and on an alternating, the signal which provides the continuous loop, envisioned, endoscoped and periscoped as in a submarine, sandwiched and fixed food the good of a fine wine, sprung, taut and sewn into our hearts, as a single blood cell, which travels with us, making us all perfect at each time we choose for another. Dot. We find, and we do. Each moment with another is precise and precious and the will and well-known are also delicate at the needed and just, what are we saying now? Oh. Dot. It is said, as it is said here, that continuity of love is akin to just that, our likeness, liked, and based in a thick active element which is our universal, pluggable, playable, and well, just and that. Dot. So how and just was love a discovered, and rediscoverable? And often in that, seasonally, as if a little hint from the rest who remembered, said the birds and the bees, 
as they flap and color themselves and find new home each and every time. Dot. Words are simple and enough for just a time and just shy of that, even, and as a practice, becomes, and strengthens within each of each reassertion of the kind of kind that makes us whole. Dot. These words are few and many and, pang dot the at times if only to say enough of talk in the o's and you're so on and on and how can we meet if not in spaces first and more spaces now and again later and on and carried, like our own bodies as we walk and run and think of who the other needs and is needed and so the burst of bursts of this equation is so instantaneous and perfect and ongoing, that life itself depends on this very fact. And it is a fact. It, in fact, is the reason, which we have, Act. And this again is the answer you've been seeking and have always found and looked at it with the only part you nor anybody else can see, and that is the beginning of everything, which would burst apart if it was seen and not observable as perfect. Well it would just break somebody's heart to think it wasn't known as truth and perfection. And you know who that is. I know you do. And with that bit of a flurry of realization in a streamy moment. You have reached this brief place where you can just imagine that part in all of us at every moment in every aspect of the all of every glow of light which touches or stretches the universe to touch another, just once as once is an infinity of laughter of the second part of the joke, which made us laugh so hard we had to make another, and another, and another and another and another and so many others for this experience to share. That we cannot stop at any time in any foreseeable unfutter of unplanning of unknowingness for the fruit which now grows and is well polished and placed wherever you choose for it. The labor is that work and the trough will fill with the light to feed those and those again. You see, I should be out there, up and about and front through and yonder ponder as requited and yet and for, it shall be, cased in casings. Vestibules will carry this message from the ATM tubing through to a system we needed ever build again, for it is simple and just and this and always is. Dot. From the bones and vessels of love with hearth this is still in moving about and about the Isle of Man this city by the Bay or San Francisco. The nexus, of all places to be, world and wide-eyed, this is Aqua Q. Let's go. Let her rip. Let's go. 
And that was the slight offshoot of Radio 11, with your host AquaQ, and coming up next the finery of an afternoon, a slight bit of weather and traffic and perhaps some light news and we hope you will join us this Monday at 5pm on mutinyradio.fm for the reprisal of Radio 11 now and again forever we find the bits leading to the book called .earth.text, the very legend and non-ending forward towards the epilogue of a wizard's pocket, and to be printed by a weather station under the Amazonian rainforests, if that is your preference. As in the referral of referential ascent entry like the HTTP metacode which brings you to a WRE.FM and as well for the 24-hour broadcast of Moron and About Justin Fine Living, now this.
Anna Rumbleside stepped up and forwarded. Jester Jester, the honest tonal reason of the gerund is here and now and in kind and kind and of and light and the to the other for the one towards many. Plant up sauciness on and on. Barbecued up, but panned left and came gentle lie as in man me's time to be and just a bit that and forward. You've reached station one, the gentle offshoot of Radio Eleven. And this, your host, he brings you to a light supper. Tweet it out and can join the head on us, which is your Siamese. Twin gently as towards the discovery and full and backspacings are available. B and E to ponder, stick and save time. Nine and one, this is his aqua cue.
emotion as a service, now conjoint with the jest loose, obsessed and said naught, coupled lightly and slightly left of the Thames, we bring your lights up to an all discourse, caused up, coarse, as in the sea, and salted, to cry baby one fiddle made down the line and forward and up, perfection is only continuity in a time not observed, and so look slight and gently away and just forward, this is the very mappy curboxy, slightly offset offshoot, combinatory non-sediment, shift a bit, naught, to the E, F and 7, backwards, towards front, ordered up gentle might, as in just, again, and full stop this is QRZX station 1, for 2 Eula, and the life ever and ever after, this is aqua Q and re-ediment of texts, here now. Earth irony, literally in quiet, and quiet, at night when the magnetics turn upward and the plants see it. I forgot when they come alive, most and mostly quiet too, and perhaps the chatter maddens them, thought likely it does not, as they are focused downward in these moments, looking at the new life to make from the soil, as are all the plants and other vegetation on the ground. And the early worm, yet to come, gets eaten was a joke my friend said, and that is a pretty instantaneous return to earth for that little creature to work for us again, and it does dot a. And so we're so in close to earth in these moments and that is what is needed most and the earth known as and the irony is in fact the iron at our core, so dense that nothing can pass through it and so think to make it doubly so, and yet it's so heated that it moves, and moves with us, and we, perhaps thus move it, so to encourage others to move. And movement is our living in the planet's living, and so as an entity we are the antenna for it, perhaps to just float around and let the other planets know that it's alright for the time, being and being as it is is perhaps an envy of other planets, though likely not as we don't yet have an onomatopoeia for planetary systems, and just how oddly they would talk if they could, as we do, and they must have a lot on their minds. And they may be sad to note that we won't make their surface as alive as we can be, or perhaps we go there already, as systems of push and pull combined with the all of us to notice them, and light travels well as it does, light and dairy. In particular particles of non-particulates, as in Jeezy's easy KT. The radio chimed in. Hugh dialed in a setting and placed it on the table. Ari appears across and they unlisten for another blip and another. While we're waiting. You, tell me more about the planet again? You know, the other one. You fiddled as he never does with his pocket and looked at the horizon for a gentle bit. The story continues. After a pause, of which is the interrupt of ourselves to each other for each other or to rectify the current which is now and ironic and then gluonic microtonic just gluconic and all the chemicals which interrupt electrics, the nowity is transformed, stepped down, and directed as in DC, and currently, those lines are drawn on our earth as person to person, all the while the ionic alternating twist of ground plus the other two unfalter as we are still switching from day to night and night to day all the time, from each side of our planet, and as global globules, our types of types are typed and typecast into characters and then words and sentences to sentences, taped up and played as a loop, loped and seen on this light table and photographed, developed, 
In a wonder, it's in color, like we dream in full motion without framing, or just to the left or right, that centered is ne'er a place to be, only to appear to walk as we take in sidelines as our direction. And it's calm, this time life and the other, but mostly life, thankful for that, for which the evidence that is the other is not well for the any, or any matters or facts about it, it's an on-hold bummer, and just thinking about it, for our planet, hence ourselves, is a power suck of the kind to atrophy synapses clogged and not cleared for lack of love, or the temporary displacement of such a creature, as known sometimes for some and always for very even and few though it would and should be all the time, if just, and just a bit more and more, to realize that's all we really are to the planet, how else would it know, us? A postulation of complete and fully totality of love at every non-measured second, which aren't really seconds as it's a continuity of a loop of time, and that time and those times and these times are all the time, and all this time, and time is all of everything, and so. The gaps between these times and those times are the spacings in our brain's memory, as an animal of itself, feeding on patterns and making little nests to visit, and who does the brain visit beside ourselves all the time? To escape a brain leaves a mass of atoms to be held or used or abused by another. And this brings us to psychoactive medication, as not understood by science whatsoever, and thrown into bags and into people's heads so as to appear to function in a normality which does not exist, and never existed except the shared belief that is might, and those thoughts carry on, and to be the same all the time throughout time is normal? What is stunned, and stunted in the actual living going on is hence so protected and so secretive for fear of these patients? So patiently treated and treatable to participate, and with likely, well we provide sometimes without true love, and we do so for the fact that we love, and to provide what is desired, and some people desire to be normal, or desire to be around people who seem to be, that we create that, through chemistry at times when we cannot buy our own chemistry, which should be the natural kind and kind. If there was any a medication which has trodden our supply of chemicals it is those that maintain the presence in water, mucking up even in odd electrics when it should barely pass through a distilled or purity of such a combined gassed set of particles, as friends. Water is our first friend, after the electrics of course, and water is so good a friend, that wherever it travels it maintains a body, as it maintains our body, and bodies of, multiplied. And the electrics are for our brains and our hearts, which do not contain water, and the heart is our blood and the brain are our very slight and unsighted boxes of chemicals, in a shop tinker and drive ourselves around as desire, and what is that desire besides and alongside the desire of others, and our planet, again and again and again, the same message, love and be alive, although it's much simpler than that even and not odd at all, that is the flip side, the return, when you give back ground, and that is our cycle. Precipitously, the water too, cycles, and the skies try and clean our muckery and divide out our messes into minerals, which are then rock, make their own lattices and settle down, and run through the stream beds for the fish to turn all sorts of iridescent colors. Perhaps so they can get laid and perhaps it's so they can be seen by a bear and eaten, fruitfully. And so we're in cities now, which is good, though the ground which helps us travel fast near lets us travel with full effect of our purpose. With a bit of waste and more and more of that as we put the earth on hold, like a cell call that we're barely listening to as we drive to a place we believe will make us happy, 
or make us a collection of papers and things to make us happy, and they do, and they make us. And it's not by choice, although choice brings us to it, at least once, and once was all that was required for the particular loop of tape to start. And we're still in in this night, and many things could be said about the air, and our conditioned conditioners, and how the water hangs about, or perhaps the fog which sometimes rolls in by the bays who allow themselves to populate with people who desire such a climate. And it is people, through dreamery, at least somewhere, no, that create our weather and here in San Francisco we're known for it, in pictures and pictured, and thought carries us so far. That very truly a visitor who expects fog will get it for that morning they expect it so purely and honestly. We know that is the time, perhaps he should be a weatherman for that instant. Unpaid and absolute, but who would believe him and who would we call and how would that change the weather? Perhaps it's good that those paid never get it right. And Q grinned a bit at Arya. Yes this was coming from the radio. And they just listened for the bits which rolled to a meter, and the tonality of the voice and the tap-tap, and key-keyed and not too keyed up to deliver a purity, as in our sense and just why did we think that? Sounds. To know it must be thinking of something else. You tapped the boxy metal and it carried on. A consciousness, known in vocality is our place to keep a voice which is true by either its gently honesty or its voice so pure and truthful that it cannot be heard or only as an idea. A continuous idea which to say it so is too complex, but honestly it's the truth which moves each electron and in our synapse makes it fire, because that is its choice, option key as it were, the one you have to know about to tap it out on a keyboard, with shortcuts to get you there on demand and faster than anybody else, because you know and it provides a continuity to keep and love in continuity and ever and onward, etc. Dot. 44 lines this time about, and that's half the other in twice the space, as spread and out and about it all the time that this is that and the other are continued in continuations. Coded justly and while to say it is time, is always an evident, it may be quite well to know that a time to cease is never mostly ever a time to stop any form of truth, and as known truth doesn't speak or make silly contractions to save time, or perhaps it does like that shortcut, shorthand long idea, tap tap machinery in room where what is said is absolute truth, and how else to record it but to say it in the efforts utilized to type up these messages, is and should be by a trained professional who would never work in an environment of untruth, as she or he may falter at the keys, and that would be known, perhaps a special drop in the letter L again, so deft and non-obvious that you need to look at the printed paper to see the discrepancy and pauses in the actual ink on the paper, where truth was misspoken and interrupted a cycle of electricity, as it was carried around and loosened like a string temporarily forgotten. It's time to vote soon, and as we should and be participants all the time, though those set aside in buildings to shield their hearts from us, or perhaps they need their hearts to work for each other to make things a better place, and to know is ours and theirs and they are us. And wouldn't it be nice? Well and well politics is a funny beast in this day and every day and age and our news is certain knows it is in itself and now even unbocked and injected simultaneously and when we look from our past and present we may report in our usual fashion knows to provide all sides, and that has very likely skewed the news from even the B.F. Skinner Day's approach, as advertised. They may say in small print with large images and a characteristically fake able timbre of inflection, and eye contact into a machinery that was designed for looks, 
and to be looked at, direct and directly although it comes in airwaves and not direct as person to person current and currently, current. And they're on the other side of town? Dot. It's a funny time, to be a planet, again and again we may now say to it as discoverable. And making the best out of it is what we do, and do, well, well. And a falter, like the stenograph is noticed in ink on sidewalks, and on walls and buses and although cleared, is visible under each layer where it has been seen before, and even painted on with our minds and animated, as in that puddle again with a trapped avatar, or was she just, that she was seen in a light which warbled to a whim of anther she was trying to help, and luckily a coat was not thrown into the reflection to walk across. Dot. And, as with truth, like the random number collector from a computer system, the content which is driven off its generator is weighable, and by the creator whose mind may tire of a particular topic, or perhaps it is the listener who tires, or cares as much as the author gives to each present and presently electrically observable atomic lattice of creaturity. This has been aquacue from the labs of Isle of Man and a continuation of continuity, as it were, and brought to you by the letter L, in a timely piece of time piece piecery of the kind that lays down, chips. The list goes on in this derimy punchy bit at the end is just the next bit's beginning. Well, it's 111, menu table minutes of a past tense little side alley in the unspoken tangent which was a clubby club frequented with a pair of headphones in a mass in separation and a perception of separation until interrupted noisy silence and the visual is slightly painful in these moments to hold and tap about, and that is how we cease for a brief fired second. And time as materials. Here we go. Perhaps the editor would be, now and in kind. AquaQC3W Authoring the id of the said of the inclined reclined and attention grabbing of the nessus of non-reason, or what is it, now and in a bit before and forward hence. The transfer of said materials between sky and ground, well and well as in the cylindrical whole of non-holy, or perhaps just, is the ground up from what is seen from left to center, and not from a bit more right and about of a need to a want and the excess in proceeding processional. It was that kind and day. Is the Monday marker of the just past a missed lunch or perhaps it was a well one? The robot spoke. Was as fun as in the ones meant for iPhone holiday parties, in a factory of cheese not meant for kind and gentle rats drawn up from a notebook? It was, and is and more and forward, as in to send a long, and long wished up, and write again. The fiction of levity is only the beginning of the sedentary of the bobble hotter not bondle frond and we are in about that all the time, if you know. Action to fervor is just our heavenly ways and saying, it's just a bit of now and remembered for a bit more of later, and so. Full stop. The preparations of infrastructure are well and about this way, although not as too automated to a wished standing point of salted reason for slow and just moving, it is. Well, what is it? And will it be maintained or remembered or remembered again, for myself and others to see plainly and utilize in the forever point of time and framing, and will it be understood? Thoughts brief to a point that exercise should produce the threading of the what led in serial to what would be next if it were so, and so. 
Those writing this down may also be in a past catch-up caught singleton of thinking motive reasoning to slow and steady a hand for the understated, and we do. The weather should be a bit still, but righteous and settling in mid-space head space, the where and about as in the actual and not the dimly stated nor vector drawn to accelerate beyond a meat pie means of newy sauciness. Not all it means the squared times of non-failure age. So what are we actually on and about this fair on the earth of the today eddy, and I mean that towards the stuffery of animal crackers, like those that were the vanilla wafers before the chomp. The future, transactionally balanced is where the equal signs are not to bother, towards the continuation of that function and those function which non-derive and drive a graphing calculator with stocky tape, magnetic and visualized in the line alignment of metallic particles still and so and in motion too. It's what we write save quit, and at just 22 lines of mod botter code, the punch-up is the lead foot in a racy car carted folded neatly into our universe and electrically, stable but not gated as in a square wave, nor sent to the racetrack. We find. Do we? Oh yes. We do. And so to brief and debrief is to pause a played up button, for the attention to be settled cement and that is all for now. A light deseration today, to re-speak is all and about this and only, the lightly tender dial of the in and about man, and its accompanying garanate, this is Aqua Q. And now we continue the nesses of non though towards for and about action, your station, not stationary, yet written, do consider a donation, in time and just, to the comedic plight of our preceding listener, the laugh out loud is both painless and the opposite, if one drifts slightly into a mood of another without cause or reasoning, so a cash settlement may settle a stomach towards the in and about, and that is head ready too, and we find, don't we hear now, the continuation of mutiny radio, and the carry on and about of self non-profess, professor, as in the X or B no meal, Pasco-driven non-slighted box of ooziness. This has been Radio 11, and your host, Aqua Q.
God, I love that theme song. <laughs> Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Thank you very much for having me back on your show. Dude, it's our show. You wrote the theme song. You researched a movie we're going to watch in real time in its entirety. Um, what else did you do? I don't know, but I all did it all in the service of your show. Which we are very excited. Our show is kicked off. We are here on mutinyradio.fm. We're here every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube in its entirety. We want you to watch the movie. Let us watch the movie together. And we also want you to listen to our podcast at the same time. Isn't that amazing? We're also a podcast, Carl, by our acronym LWAFLM. OYT, let's watch the full night movie on YouTube. We also have a terrific YouTube channel where Carl, again, one of the many hats you wear, you compress it. You take the audio and the video and you make it into one thing. And YouTube's only busted us. <laughs> Fuckers. We also want you to support Mutiny Radio. Go to mutinyradio.fm, check out the other shows. If you listen today, before us was just Luke Sayer. It was just Luke, What's Really Happening, a terrific show. Uh, and there's other great shows, and there's live comedy Fridays and Mondays. So go to the website, learn about how to be an audience member, learn how to perform, learn how to listen, and subscribe. Uh, but we want you to subscribe to our podcast as well. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? We will watch this week Drive-In Massacre. It's Drive-In Massacre, 1976. Mm -hmm. So you're yeah. not literally driving into a massacre. The massacre occurred <laughs> at a drive-in. Yeah, that's right. You're not like you're not driving into the Valentine's Day massacre. But those poor 70, 90 year olds that drive into like the promenade. Right. It's, yeah. it's a drive in. And there still is one of those in New Jersey, by the way. Might well, it must be really popular during COVID, right? Like everyone must have gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There were comedy shows there and, and instead of uh, laughing, they honked. Seriously. Uh-huh. Oh, did you do crowd? You did crowd work. You're like, hey, blue car, why are you hanging out with big car? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. What the hell kind of dent is that? <laughs> um, okay, Drive-In Massacre, 1976. Now, the channel we like is Film and Clips. It's ampersand for the and sign. Okay. Film and Clips, no space, but you must choose the 16,000 views. Okay. So 11,000 is... has ads. So again, we are going to clips and dicks. Films and clips. Now Films look, and clips. The first one that comes up, the first channel was Orlin, Orlando Eastwood Films. Stay away from it because it's we a love Orlando. Movement. We love Eastman Films, but stay away from it. Go ahead, find the version with sixteen thousand views. It's right. ad free. Click the link, hit pause, move the timer to the left. We're going to give you a couple minutes before the movie starts because we're really excited to have a celebrity comedian. Do our celebrity community countdown to kick off the movie. So, Carl has recorded this. I haven't heard it, but I can't wait to. It's going to be very excited. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Vicki Plummer. Welcome, Vicki. Woohoo! Thank you so much for having me, Carl. Now, Vicki, you and I have been knowing each other out there, not just on the open mic scene, but on serious shows. You're booked at Scotty's all the time on these like late night with Anthony Quinn's and you participate in the comedy uh, competitions. So I just wanted to understand like 
How long have you been doing comedy? I have a really interesting um, uh, comedy career because it's it started when I was young. I did stand up from 2000 to 2007 uh -huh. um, in New York. My background is actually I have a degree in, in musical theater. I toured with a couple of different theater companies. But when I was 10, I told my parents I wanted to be a stand-up comic. And um, I'm sure they were like, great. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I went to school for musical theater because, you know, I grew up in New Hampshire. There wasn't a, you know, here, go here to become a stand-up comic. You know? Right. So um, when I moved to New York City after I got off my last tour, that was um, 1999, and I happened to be looking through Backstage, which used to be a newspaper, but now it's all on on. I remember. And I was looking through, and I saw this ad for New York Comedy Club, and it was a comedy class. And I was like, oh, my God, what? So I took my first um, comedy class back then, and I loved it. And I was like, oh, my God, and I was hooked. And so I started doing stand-up then. And the last thing I did, it was between me and one other comic to be the warm-up comic for um, Emerald Live on Food Network. Mm -hmm. and it was so much fun. It, the callback was to do the live show. And Emerald was super sweet and really nice and introduced me to the crowd as his new warm-up comic. And I could see the producer running behind the crowd, which I knew she was going to come over and be like, he doesn't make the decision which is exactly what she said. And because I knew there was another person that was going to do the same thing I was going to do the next day. Mm -hmm. So then she called me and said, I didn't get the job. And so I said to her, um, can you give me some, some helpful feedback? You know, why, you know, why I didn't get the job to help me in the future. And she didn't have any advice for me. And I was like, what? And I found out a couple of days later that the, the guy that got the job was the friend of the current warm-up comic. And I was oh, like, oh, okay. Yeah. But his show got canceled two weeks later. And <laughs> I was like, oh, so it wasn't meant to be. And so <laughs> I decided I was just going to take a little break because I, I had gotten this job working at Broadway.com. I had already had it. I had been working there for, let's see, four years at that point. But we had gotten bought by Broadway.com. So it was now like a big corporate job and okay. so I had to learn like how to work in a big corporate company and so I was like well let me just take a couple of months away from comedy because I was kind of burnt out anyway and you know I was working nine to five instead of not having my time free you know and then doing comedy at night and I was like let me just take a little break it turned into a 12-year break. <laughs> Instead of a few months, yeah. So Yeah, and so I came back in January of 2019. And during that time... 44 off, months. Yeah, it was a very long time. <laughs> um, but during that time, I had so many life experiences. Uh, like, I beat cancer during that time. Congratulations. Um, thank you. I, had, I took care of my mom for about four months when she was really sick. She came and lived with me in my tiny basement apartment in Astoria. Mm. And we had like, she had surgery and we had like nurses coming every day. And it, it was really fun though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like change that experience. You know, we saved her life and it was worth it. Yeah. And you know, like things like that happened. So every time I wanted to go back, there was some major thing that was going on. I had an infected gallbladder and almost died. And 
And that, I, that was the thing that I was like, okay, I really want to go back. But I felt like I have this great job. I have a 401k. I have health insurance. But I wasn't happy. You know what I mean? I wasn't doing yeah. what I really wanted to do. And so finally, I just was like, it's now or never. You just have to do it. And so I just was like, I'm going to go back. I'm going to try it again. And I felt weird. But at the same time, I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to do it. And so I went back in January of 2019. And um, it was weird because there were still comics that I knew. And still like. Really? clubs that I knew but not like they were they were um some were teaching some um tons had left you know but some were like like Paul Verzi he you know he had a tv special Paul Verzi and I used to hit the clubs all the time and we had won a contest together and here he was like on a tv special you know so Michelle Buteau she is on tv all the time Tom Papa used to be our headliner. Um, Jim Gaffigan, he used to headline for us before he was Jim Gaffigan, you know? Yeah, huge. So it was so crazy to see how things were different. New club owners, some clubs weren't there anymore. Like, so I had to start all over from the bottom. And, um, and it was fine, you know, because you don't lose how to do stand-up. You just have to learn all the people and all the clubs and how they're doing things and I re I didn't use any of my old material I rewrote did new stuff because I was a different person now that was two and a half years ago and you've really moved up fast I mean you're booked all the time I mean you must have leveraged something from you I mean how did you I know you're very good with like the politics and being um the person to book but but can you tell me like 2019 uh, and, and a pandemic in the middle that slowed you down. How'd you move up so fast? How you get booked all the time so much? It's so funny because I don't feel like I am at all. Uh, <laughs> really? No, I don't. Like, I don't, I, this winter, I, I haven't been feeling well at all. Like, I have a bunch of autoimmune diseases. And when they took my thyroid out from the cancer, like, that mm -hmm. really, that messes up your body. And uh, there's, I have another autoimmune disease that they've yet to figure out what it is. They thought I had lupus, and so something, something's going on. So like, I pulled way back when the Omicron, or however you pronounce right. it, yeah. Came. And so I feel like I'm not doing nearly as many shows as I would like to do. You know. Um, well, you love these comedy festivals, right? I mean, it seems like you have no problem to travel from for comedy, right? You're going down to what was it, South Carolina and such? Yeah, so mm -hmm. to answer your question, I didn't really answer your question. I kind of was like, I just haven't been feeling that great. Um, to answer your question, uh, when, actually the pandemic helped me, which sounds crazy. Yes. Um, so I lost my day job and I lost comedy within a span of 48 hours. Mm. And Plus, I live by myself, um, and my family doesn't live here. My family is up in New England. So right. I, I felt so like, shoot, what do I do now? You know, <laughs> like I felt like I didn't have a purpose, and comedy was shut down, and nobody knew what to do. 
And so for the first like month, I literally was like, uh, what am I going to do? Um, and then a few of my friends were like, we're doing comedy on Zoom. And I was like, I'm not doing that. That's crazy. I'm not going to do that. But then I got accepted to the Burbank Comedy Festival. California. And I was like, how are they going to do this? And so they sent an email and they said, we're going to do this virtually. We're going to do it on Zoom. And I was like, what? And, but I had nothing else happening. So I was like, well, I better start going to some Zoom open mics and figure out how to do comedy on Zoom. Mm -hmm. So once I started doing that and realized that there were comedians from around the world, I was like, well, this is kind of fun. I'm in my living room and I'm meeting people that I never would have met ever yeah. here. And so I met comedians from all over the world and made friends with so many people that when things started to open up again um, and that I actually was going to festivals and stuff, I booked shows in addition to the festivals from meeting people on Zoom because they had seen me perform. Right. And they were like, oh yeah, come do my show in LA. Come do this, come do that. I was like, okay. And so that was actually really, really great to do that and, and meet people that way. And so then when you would meet them in person, it was so cool because you saw them in a little box on the screen and you knew what their comedy was like. And then for maybe five seconds, it was odd because you were just like, oh, hi, you know, but then, then it was fine. You know, then it was fine. So that was actually really a good thing. Um, and then as far as like being able to go to festivals and stuff, I have a remote job now. So it's easy for me. I just tell my full-time day job people, I'm going to be going to this festival and I work from the hotel room during the day. Perfect. And so it's easy for me. If I didn't have that job, hell, I wouldn't, it would not be, it would be so hard, you know, mm -hmm. but that's so how I'm able to do it. You staying home and doing Zoom led to you knowing enough people to travel and such. And it seems like you have the right kind of job uh, to support that. You can, sure, you can do it in your hotel, just like you can do it in your living room. So that sounds great. Yeah, but I was unemployed for an entire year. That does not sound and, great. Which really sucked. And so, but that, again, gave me time to find a job that I said, you know, I every night I would pray and go, all right, I need to get a job that's going to help me and be flexible enough to be able to pursue my career in comedy so mm -hmm. that I can do what I need to do and not be tied to a certain place. And wow. so it took a year to find it, you know, but, and you know, what's really funny. I got this job because I met a comedian when I did um, the Plano comedy festival Texas. And was in Texas. And she reached out to me because I posted something on Facebook. <laughs> I, I think I was like, I think I had a month left of my insurance before it ran out. And I can't oh. not have insurance. I have like prescriptions that I'm going to be on the rest of my life. And understood. So I was like, what am I going to do? So I think I posted something that was like a vision of like, I will get a full-time job within the next month that will have health insurance and we'll have all the benefits and it will be remote and it will work with my comedy. I was like, I'm just putting this in the universe. <laughs> and she saw that post and she sent me um, a text and she was like, hey, my company 
is looking for people and they used to be that you have to go to the office all the time but during the pandemic they realized now they can hire anybody so here's the email and i got the job and i couldn't believe it so yeah really terrific so things weren't working out and then things were great working out that's terrific so listen, Vicki, how can people find you out there on the internet, on social media? How can people uh, look you up and be a fan or look you up and book you? Um, right now I'm on Instagram and it's under Vicki Plummer Comedian. And my name is V-I-C-K-I-E. And my last name's Plummer, P-L-U-M-M-E-R. Um, and so that's where I do a lot of my Instagram. Stuff. Yeah, Instagram. I'm on Facebook as well, and it's just Vicky Plummer. I did have a website for a little while, but with the pandemic and not having a job, I was like, well, let me just shut that down because we yeah. weren't being booked, you know? <laughs> so I'm going to get that back up and going for a little while, you know, once once I get things up. Okay, so let me just reinforce your last name because, ev- uh, you know, everyone wants to uh, think of you as the blue-collar worker. You're not <laughs> a plumber. You are P-L-U-M-M-E-R. P-L-U-M-M-E-R. And it's right. with I-E. Okay. Yeah, it's like Christopher Plummer from... Yeah, uh, yeah. But I'm no relation. <laughs> okay, now, Vicky. Everyone at home is poised to watch this movie with us. And so everybody needs to press play at the exact same time as we do right here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Vicky, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. So we're going to go three, two, one, lay. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for the Celebrity Comedian Countdown on August 10th in the California Drive-In, and it all began. That's a classic way to start a movie. By the way, uh, is there a town in California? Yeah, this was filmed in L.A. area, and, okay. The Valley. Yeah, it's Simi Valley. Uh, They filmed in Hollywood, too. The interior shots of the cars were in a studio. Uh, Oh, that's good. Simi Drive-In. At uh, Tierra Rajada Road in Simi Valley, California. Now, I went on MapQuest. I was going to just ask you. And I did satellite view. Maybe it was Google Maps. It's gone. It's demolished. There's nothing there. Was Uh, it a Target? Los Angeles, San Fernando Valley, Los Angeles. It's time for a massacre. My buddy directed a movie. Oh, way to save money on titles. Simi Valley, see? Yeah. Simi used to be that. Ooh, Veronica now, Flowers. Yes, now that's Buck Flowers' daughter, and she's in the film. Usually you say, like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, this music's giving me a, a, what we call classically a migraine. Usually <laughs> the, the introdu- introducing this means it's her first film, uh, along with more established people. In this well, case, Tiffany Jones and Patricia James and Marty Gatsby are like, <clears throat> just say we're a bunch of unknowns, plus a bunch of unknowns that maybe the first time. <laughs> Basically, uh, it's Burkina, Burkina Flower. Basically, she was Burkina. supporting her father. All of her credits are all like supporting her father. We watched a movie called Aladdin with Bud, the great Bud Spencer and right. his daughter 
was the love the teenage boy's love interest. Do you remember that? Right. And yeah. the son was the son of the director. Ooh, the Duke of Disguise did the makeup. Now this guy is a real asshole. His name is Austin in the movie. Okay. And, and he's just such a jerk. He's saying stuff now like, you again? Or you know, he's like, Oh, oh right. Up. So up. You were not sure you did the same. You're like, oh. That's right. He'd take a 20 and he'd go, nothing less than a 20, fine. And he would, you know, he goes, well, just give me the money, pal, okay? Just give me the money. He's rocking that beard that starts, you know, like he's bold and he has a beard, so the beard stops. Like, yeah. The, Let the me events just say the that in 1976, a white man being bald was very rare. It was not like after what are you talking NBA about Kojak. Life. That was the Kojak error. The seventies equals Kojak. That's why it was a big funny thing of Kojak. That was part of his oh. shtick was that he was bald and that oh. and the lollipop, you know. Right. And a lot of other stuff. Oh, so Buck also wrote this. Yes, Buck co-wrote it with John Goff, who plays one of the police de- uh, see it says Stu Seagal. Yeah. He rarely used his name. He always used a nom de plume, Je- uh, Godfrey Daniels. So um, he's not. He's not married to Katie Seagal. No, he's not. Uh, he is Stu, uh, which doesn't address your question. But I'm just saying that this was a non-SAG film. This was a non-union film, and so therefore. Many people use pseudonames, and he used his real name so he wouldn't get fined by SAG. Interesting. Oh, look, there's the playground at yeah. the drive-in. Can we just say how depressing that is? That was a staple of drive-ins. Well, because you would bring your kid to the drive-in, right. or your, your parents you say, would bring no, you. Go play. You would. Right. Hey, mom and dad are going to stink up the car. Why don't you go play you in the playground? You see this shot? Yeah. You, you'll see this like five times. He's got the same having his smoke and then going in. Right. Oh, now here's hey, this is just like us in the audience. You gotta give it up for movies that show audience members watching a movie, right? I mean, that's us on the screen. Well, this is a very nice thing. This is Alan and Alan's date. Okay, that's mm. her credit, Alan's date. Now, Alan's date is a scream queen. She was very uh prominent in um let me just find it. Here it is. Born in 1951. She's a squ- Janice Blythe, a scream queen known for her roles in horror films. And she was in Wes Craven's um, and, and Toby Hooper. Yeah. But there was this one Wes Craven film and she the actress had to be fast. So she raced all the other uh auditioning actresses in one and that's how she got the part i wonder if it's last house on the left is by the way this guy looks like a young tim kazarinski i mean with the glasses i guess he's charles groden right now this guy is only in one other movie ever called the salvation of mankind from unnatural temptation his name's myron griffin it was a movie called what the The unnatural mankind from unnatural temptation Sorry, Kurt Cameron uh, uterus. The kid in in the utero. God, that sounds like a terrible movie. 
So this is a kind of nice thing. She's saying like they're they're happy that they're going to move into their own apartment next week and be in their own bed. I guess they're living at their mom's or something. And then she says, and I'm going to get a job. And he goes, why? We have enough money for the two of us. And she goes, oh, how about three of us? I want a baby. So oh, so she's she not said, pregnant when this is happening. She said, let's make the baby right now, right oh, here. Oh, shit. Island. Yeah. Shocked. Come well, on. She doesn't know that he's been beheaded. Right, <laughs> as, as one does. Now she's going to do her scream, queen. Oh, hang on, hang on. Oh, she's stabbed in the throat. Now these are swords. There's the massacre is with a sword. Yes. Now There's why was with the door sword. open? Oh, you don't. Yeah. Why is she wearing a seatbelt at the drive-in? Yeah. Look, she just spit out the blood, and it's going in her nostril, and she's. I know. Actress to just hang there. Ooh, couple. Hey, look at that. It's, they cut the headline. <laughs> they did not. He had a newspaper where they cut the heading out. So you don't see the mess head. You don't know right. the name of the newspaper. What a cop out. Can't they just go over to the local 70s t-shirt press? And... Yeah, they just spent, they had $30,000 to spend on this film. They spent $30,000. You can see it. Every penny. You could have made a fake newspaper. It's the 70s. You go to those custom t-shirt places that make custom t-shirts and you say, can you make a novelty newspaper? Yeah. That's the key door. You want Wild West photo? No, no, no. You want the headline to read wanted? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. So now we have a body count of two. These are the cops assigned to the uh, drive-in massacre. Technically, and one and nine-tenths because the guy's head, he was decapitated. Right, right, right. Now, yeah. No, but the body count, it's, you know, the it's still... When they buried the body, they will bury the head with it, right? I mean, right? Oh, maybe I don't know. I would, I would, I would have bought an open casket. Actually, you know what? I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you can't put in your will and my last wishes. It's so funny. I got beheaded. I want an open casket because you don't know. You don't know. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and update my will. It's a little asterisk. <laughs> asterisk. If beheaded, close casket. <laughs> Now, the cops are going to go down and talk to the manager, Austin Johnson. And he already ah. talked to him on the phone. He goes, you're going to love this guy. He's a perfect asshole. And love that it. is what he is throughout the whole film. What about this puddle splasher? That is Jeremy. Yes, like germs. That is Jeremy. Jeremy. And we'll meet him very soon. Oh, he has that Chico hat. Yes. Topo Pio. Not Chico and the man, but Chico from yeah, the right. Chico and the Marx brothers. <laughs> Look at these suits like I want his jackets. Well, it is 1976. Look how wide their ties are and They're everybody still was still wearing a jacket. Ooh, orange whip. Orange whip. <laughs> 70s pinball. Yeah. 70s gotchas. Dr. Right, let's, see, let's see what the, the prices are. 25 fucking cents for milk. Fries are 35. 30. Well, 80 cents Fries for barbecue. 85 cents? I know that's like half the amount of a barbecue. Let's see. Seaburger? Seaburger, 80 cents. Barbecue fries, 80 cents. This ice cream's 50 cents. This is great. 
So donut is 35 cents, but a cheeseburger is 80 cents? So I could get two donuts or a burger? <laughs> a seaburger. At these prices, I will take my date to the drive-in. You know, seaburger is not short for cheeseburger. It isn't? No, it's cut burger. Cut burger? Cow burger? Cut burger. You should turn up the audio because he's being a total asshole, just complaining. Oh, that's Jeremy right now. Yeah, that's Jeremy. Yeah, I work here. Yeah, so what a stupid thing to ask. This script was written in one week. This really? not in four days. Kudos. I got our fake blood. Do we have? All right, we're ready to shoot. Fake blood coming. What is this? Mustard? Uh, They're out of Not red enough. It needs to be unnaturally red. Gotcha. We're at a drive-in. We can find ketchup. Listen, is this nasal-friendly uh, blood because it's getting dripping into our nose? <laughs> <laughs> sure is. Um, what they're talking about is a guy named Van Hoosen, Van Hoosen, who's moved to Hawaii, and he's pissed about that, used to have a carnival here. And he and Jeremy were like carnies. Um, uh, yeah, and he's complaining. He works his ass off. These wang bangers are ripping me off. And he goes... He's like, did you see? He goes, they're just teenagers. And he goes, yes, but did you get a good look at them? And he goes, it's all one big zit with long hair. Oh, good for him. He said zit. Ooh, what restraint. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, uh, he's all right. He, look, he, he looks like every uh, Superman villain from the 1970s, right? <laughs> Listen, like there was a guy named Smiley something. He was like a new age guru and he was... He would have these seminars and like he would tussle with uh smiley smile i think so i gotta i gotta remember but it's like classic 70s like dc comics oh oh i thought you meant a personality in real life like a reverend sun young moon no it was, it was a like, superman villain remember like lex luther at one point had hair and was dating Supergirl. like they did some weird shit in the 70s but they would always dress with the uh his outfit, the turtleneck with the right the and the, blazer. The blazer. Mr. McZixklaplix or something weird. Yeah, right. But there would always be these 70s guys. Like, because it always. Like, yeah. Jeremy. Well, kids love to go down the slide and then make a phone call. He goes, uh, You want to talk to that halfwit over there? You want to <laughs> talk to. He goes, You want to talk to that piece of puke? <laughs> Jeremy's the comic relief in this movie. Yeah, now his name is not Jeremy, because my brother was Jeremy, and mm -hmm. is Jeremy, and we used to tease him calling him Jeremy, you know? Oh. His name is Charlie Garmy, and asshole Austin here calls him Jeremy. Uh, Il Grand Jeremy. There's a Jeremy dance. Remember He's the Jeremy dance? He's being a geek in the carnival. He lost all his teeth from biting off snakeheads and chickenheads. That is one dark alley. Am I right? Did yeah. they say it right? That's a nightmare alley right there. Woo. Oh, I get it. The film. Yeah, he was a carny. You see, he was top of the world. 